Hi, welcome to Bear With Me, The Quirky Queer Zone, the place where you'll get to hear our take on the world from a queer bear point of view. You can contact us by email at podcastbearwithme at gmail.com and Instagram at podcastbearwithme. We are your hosts, I'm Mark. And I'm Stephen. Welcome to the show. So, we are on a Tuesday evening uh, on the 16th yes. of January in Edinburgh, where it's currently freezing and snowing. And snowing. Uh, which is making it a lot interesting. So, first things first, Stephen, I believe you have yes. a, another apology yes, to make. so I have lots of apologies to make. So, this is the third time we are essentially recording this little part, because the first time and the second time I deleted them. So, well, I'd like to hold up there. So, just for everyone listening out there, Stephen originally lost them. Yes. That is the message I got. I lost them. Yes, no, now, now, just to quote. No, no, the, quote, se- the second. I'm, I'm sorry, was that an alternate fact you just gave me? <laughs> no. You just said, the, for the record, they were. De- they, you deleted they, No, I didn't delete them. They, they, they disappeared, basically. Um, I don't know what happened to the first one. I was editing it and it went. Then the second time, we have all the, and all the information saying that the second one is, the second recording is there. But when you play it, it was the fourth recording that we recorded that has the as a soundtrack. So back to our listeners. For anyone who so, thinks Stephen should be punished for having lost no, no, the no. podcast that I've now had to do twice with him <laughs> for the same thing, and <laughs> um, please suggest your punishments on a postcard. Nope, not going to happen. Anyway, so <laughs> back to the bits that we missed on that podcast. Are, we, so, are you finished apologising now? I was finished apologising. Yes, yes, from, yes. No, no. I believe from that podcast... You also no, had, that, this is what I'm going on to. I have a retraction. So, on the first podcast, I may have called my friend Paul a troll. I apologise, Paul. You're not a troll. You are a lovely person who's just mean all the time to me. So, I'm sorry. Paul, he has a face <laughs> which says, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Paul's seen that face before. It's not the only face of yours he's seen Oh, that's mean. And that face as well. <laughs> that's mean. Anyway, so that is an attraction and housekeeping from that podcast. So we're going to start off the podcast talking about a review for something which Stephen's now been trying to do two times through and has failed miserably. So Stephen runs a, another um, Instagram page, which anyone who follows um, Bear With Me will have seen him kind of promote ourselves on with that. So off the back of that page... Um, a company sent Stephen a selection of goodies because he's thirsty. Not because I'm thirsty. No, that's a lie. You can, <laughs> no, no, you can ask them. I constantly say, they, they, they sometimes message me saying, we're going to send you something. I'm like, no, that's not why I promote them. And it's not why I promote them. I know, I just like teasing him because he gets all flustered. I know. turned the same colour red as his glasses and will keep talking over the top of me. I feel like I'm at school. Yes. Behave. <laughs> Anyway, so um, Clone Zone, the online adult male sex shop, who you can contact at, who you can contact at clonezone.co.uk, or they have um, Instagrams online and Instagrams from Manchester, London. Search Clone Zone, you will find them. Um, they sent me a package just before Christmas that contained a prostate massager, a bottle of lube, a couple of bottles of poppers, which are used and gone, and some chocolate wellies. But I want to talk about the massage stimulator. Yeah, I'd like to talk about the chocolate willies because I didn't get offered one of you these. So what happened to these? Um, <laughs> and it's chocolate and you failed to share. Yes, I did. Me and my straight friend. Um, it's the only time he'll ever have a dick in his mouth. Anyway, so let's talk about the process of massager. So it was the Nexus Revo Slim. It's their new resized and reshaped um, prostate massager. It is remote controlled. It is waterproof. And it comes with seven stimulation modes and three rotation modes. I would like to point out this, but any sex toy which is not waterproof going up your ass is going to cause you problems. I know, but it, 
It says on a box it's waterproof, so I thought I would mention that. It retails at the moment at Clone Zone for £150, um, and I've tried it a few times. So I've tried it myself. I'm not a bottom. It didn't really do anything for me either time. Uh-huh. Nothing. I was just going to say the same as I've said the last two times. I know. Is that because you don't know where your own prostate is? No, I know is. where my prostate is. I know where my prostate is. Why are you looking at me like that? Nothing. I think maybe you should have asked one of the gingers to try it on you and let them have the remote control to see how you get on with it. Rather than you Why being the gingers? Um, because I think the two of them would find it hilarious. They would, but I wouldn't, and that's so inappropriate. <laughs> So, Gingers, if you're out there, if you would like us to give you the remote control, um, we will get Stephen to insert will for, we? for a 10-minute period, shall we try, um, because you've deleted the podcast twice now, and guys, we're going to see if you can get this thing to actually do anything for him. Um, we do know there's two of you, so you don't get a fight over the remote control, so we will give you an optimum time of five minutes apiece, so you can both play with um, it. I don't consent to that. That's lovely. <laughs> anyway, so... I, I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, it really wasn't for me. Um, I did try it on two people that I hook up with. One Italian, he's a younger guy, um, he really enjoyed it. We put it in and within, I think it was about 10-15 seconds he was ready to explode, which was fun. Um, he, he really enjoyed it. And then the masseuse who's a bit more mature, a bit more um, worldly, and um, I think more used to things up his butt, shall we say. Um, he really enjoyed it. We played with it for about three hours. About two or three hours. Without having to recharge Without it. having to recharge it. There was no recharge. Um, there's still power in it. Um, he really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed bringing them so close to orgasm and then just stopping it and then starting again. That was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm, I would recommend it for anyone that's a bottom. Now, would you recommend it for anyone who's a bottom or anyone who's maybe more into that power exchange situation where maybe they, they, they want to play with their partner but they want to be in control a bit? And maybe that... Can, I don't know. I... That... <laughs> that element of it or do you think it's better is it, is it maybe more of a solo play toy I think it could be both I mean I personally I like the power play of being in control of it he certainly enjoyed that but he's more submissive as well so I think that went more into his role as being a submissive bottom than anything else I think he would have had a lot of fun just playing with it himself um, so I, I think it's definitely it's versatile if, if someone just wants a quick fix just to give them that sort of you know happy ending quite quickly if they're horny it'll work if you want to enjoy it with um, sexually with your partner it's perfect and does it come with um, a ch- I mean obviously it's it's a butt plug well it's not a butt plug it's a prostate yeah. massager charging because obviously this one is an electric one how does it charge so yeah so it, uh, it's a USB 2 charge and it's got two little connectors that you actually just sit on top of it's almost like wireless charging you know, with like the Apple watch you know, you just sit on top of the... Okay, we're an audio podcast. There's yes. lots of hand flapping. I know, I'm, I'm just We're not QVC. And we're not a shopping channel. I'm gesticulating wildly. It's technically wireless, contactless charging. You just fit the little thing on the top, and that'll charge it up. Marvellous. So with any luck, people, you will be able to hear this on our next yes. podcast. Stephen finally getting this review out for the third time. Yes. Stephen, one more time, what was the product called? Yes, so the product is the Nexus Revo Slim Prostate Massager. And you can purchase it at clonezone.co.uk for £150. And if anyone likes pictures of Stephen using the prostate massager, nope. we will arrange that for some time no, in the future. That is certainly not going to happen. So again, off the podcast that you've deleted, yes. and I'm sorry if people have heard this or have repeated it before, we did have our friend Chris round. Which Chris did we have round, Stephen? We had Hipster Chris. We did have Hipster Chris round. So that same weekend, we had Hipster Chris round to do some photos for us. So I am trying to learn how to kind of use my own face in photos. So 
If I take a selfie, I'm quite aware of what I'm doing. I can see the camera. However, when someone else is taking the picture, I have that one kind of awful high school picture face I pull in every picture. So I'm trying to learn how to get out of that. So boys came round to help. And by boys, I mean hipster Chris came round and Stephen came round yes. to help. So we had a very fun evening uh, taking pictures. We're going to cu- put a couple of those up onto the page if anyone mm-hmm. wants to see what I like. Both myself and Stephen have put some of them up onto our own yes. Instagram feeds. Uh, there as well. We'll ask Chris if we'd like to pick some to go up. But again, off that night, Stephen did come round. We had a lot to drink. Yes, we did. So much to drink. Someone decided that having shots of um, gin was going to be a good idea. I did not force it down your throat. I poured it. You poured it. You poured, you poured, you poured you it. Shot so, it. So we have a lovely big drink cabinet here with a selection of shot glasses. Yes. Which size shot glasses did you pick? I picked the two larger ones for you and Chris and the normal size shot glass for me. Yes. So eventually but after much drinking. However, bear in mind I was doing twice the amount of shots of gin that you used to wear. Yes. Someone was drinking Prosecco and gin. Yes. And then left the bottle of Prosecco not finished even though he told me it was finished. I thought it was finished. I picked it up and downed it over the top of me. Sorry. Everyone hear that? Stephen apologise. I do apologise when I'm wrong. It's just it's very unoften. Um, so so after that, we did go out to our first birthday's night, um, which was at their then new venue, which is now gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that venue's now gone, but it was a good night. But we came back and passed out. So that's that one done. Um, I think that was all. We're not going to go over the movies. We're not going to go over the movies. That one no. Because we've done that now. So but Molly's Game is amazing. So go see it. Would you, like to, do, would you no, like to do a little bit more no, about Molly's Game? No, it's amazing. Aaron Sorkin is a genius. And that's all I need to say. Okay, before we go, because I've had to listen to it three times. So, <laughs> tell me about Molly's Game and the connection to the White Wing. West Wing? Whatever. <gasps> um, <laughs> no, stop it. So, Sam Seaborn in the West Wing um, used to work in a law firm called Gage Whitney before he joined the presidential campaign um, when Bartlett was still governor of New Hampshire and um, Josh went to see him and steal him from being a lawyer to work on the campaign and the company that he worked for was Gage Whitney and that is also the company that Idris Elba's character works for so that's it it was awesome yeah I can't get excited about this I'm I'm so excited (laughs) I've listened to it three times I've seen the movie four times now (laughs) Uh, so before we go into anything else we are going to talk about our movies again first yes so uh, movies this time round, we've managed to see three, four, sorry, four, four. since our last one. Uh, first one we went to see over um, Christmas and Boxing Day, wasn't it? Um, it was, no, it wasn't. It must have been New Year. It was New Year. Uh, it was three billboards um, outside Missouri. Yes. Which actually we both really liked, I, I think. I knew I was going to like it. I, I love Frances McDermott anyway, so I, I think she's amazing. She won an Oscar for Fargo. She's just one of these people that's such an amazing character actress. She takes on the role and just makes it herself. And I think she was, I think, 20 years older than the character. Like, her age in real life, is she's 20 years older than the character's supposed to be. And she totally slayed the role. It was, I thought it was a really great little movie. Disappointing with the ending. It yes. was so open-ended, which was infuriating. But really well done. I actually really enjoyed it. I did. I mean, as much as the cast were quite well-known actors it didn't feel like there were any stunt casting it didn't feel like it was we need to have like Rudy Harrelson in it because it's Rudy Harrelson or Sam Rockwell's in it because he's Sam Rockwell and he's an amazing actor it was it just felt like they had worked their asses off to get that role and it's great and it is a really small cast yeah for, for such a big movie it was a really small cast which I quite liked um, and then we went to see um, All the Money in the World All the Money in the World very pretty so, it was <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. No, no, I, I get. I thought the casting was great. As Michelle Williams just 
didn't kind of gel for me. It, the mother, isn't she? Yeah. Is. Yeah, no, I could see that. I just, it just felt so disjointed from the rest of the movie. Just her um, role. I kind of forgot that I went to see it when I was thinking back at the movies that we had went to see. But do you not think also there's a lot to do with this is them having to refill him in a very short period of time Kevin Spacey's role? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean he, the, the boy replacing him was very good. But that's still a yeah. lot of. It was still a it lot. Was, of it was. It was It was eight days and twenty two scenes, and it cost ten million dollars. Wow, which was absolutely ridiculous. I don't even think it was that. I, th- I think Christopher Plummer played the role probably how it should have been, enough, and that's more to do with the fact in real life he had met the gays. Uh-huh. The gays had been to his parties in London, so he knew, like he he know who knew the people behind the characters. So I think he would have probably played the character in a much more straight version of the gays than um, Kevin Spacey would have. Mm. Um, I think it was a, a a brave decision for them to do the reshoot. They could have quite easily said, you know, we've, we filmed all this, we're sorry, he's not going to be part of the promotion, we're distanced to from him as an actor, but, you know, we've made the movie. We've spent $50 million on this, we kind of have to just run with it. Um, again, I kind of forgot that scene. That's fine. And then we went last night to see Darkest Hour. Yeah. Which is the... Um... No, we didn't go to see, we went to see Darkest Hour last week. No, Doctor Sell last week. Sorry, we yes. something else last night. So yes. Doctor Sell last week, which is a Churchill movie. Yeah. Again, actually, really interesting. Didn't particularly like the actor playing Churchill just because it felt like he yeah. was trying too hard to be a character actor. And it was Gary Oldman, and Gary Oldman's amazing. He, yes. he he is amazing. But every time you saw Churchill, you're thinking that's Gary Oldman trying to play Churchill. Mm. And it's like, mm, I, I wasn't too keen on Gary Oldman. But can we talk about your love of Curtis Scott Thomas's hair? Oh my God, I did love it. Every time you see her, she has the perfect curls and set for the period in her piece, as well as things. And I think there was a point to the movie where I turned around to you, where she was setting pins before she was doing yes. a promotional photo shoot for, I think it was the Rains. I think so. Um, <laughs> and turned around you said, I just love her hair and every scene she's been in. She just looks so classy. I know. And, and everything. It was, it was at the end of the movie and I thought you were going to see it like near the beginning because every time she went I was like I just could feel the smile on your face interesting really brave movie it feels like it should have been a forerunner for Dunkirk it feels yeah. like it's a set up piece for Dunkirk but there has been a string of these movies at the moment yeah there's a lot of sort of World War 2 things and I think that's more to do with the fact that there's now all these files that are now available to the public. Yes, which are now changing yeah. the perception on things. What I didn't realise is that the movie takes place over a month. Yes, but that was like, by the calendar. Yeah, yeah no, it's I know really that, short. but to be honest, I wasn't really watching what the calendar was saying. Like, I saw that it was there and it was like changing days, but I didn't actually realise it was over just the, the one yes, month. Yes, it's his first month. It's his, effectively his first month in office. Yeah. Um, and, and that very short period of time of him trying mm-hmm. to, to bring a nation round. I mean, I mean, there is that very clever scene when he's in the underground. Yeah. You know, with, with, personally, don't know if it's based on fact or well, not, but it was great. They're not sure, because I was looking it up. Um, mm. He did go out and speak in public, and he would just disappear from Parliament, and he would just go and speak to people, but there's no record of him being in the underground. So I don't know if they've maybe taken that from another politician that's done that in the past, mm. and kind of just transferred onto him, knowing that he went to public and it could have happened, um, or if it's just a little bit of artistic licensing, which um, it, was, it was a really good piece. It, actually, it was a really good scene in the movie and it actually made him much more likeable because he wasn't portrayed in the most positive manner. I think it was an accurate manner, but it wasn't the most positive and when the movie is he's so central to the Yes. To the whole movie. It was like some of the times it's like you could just make him a little bit nicer. But that's they definitely weren't shying away from no. this. Is, this is that fancy romantic figure that we think of as Churchill. This is much more. Mm-hmm. This is who this person was, and this is what he yeah. was facing. Um, and there's some very great scenes 
for example, when he's with his um, personal secretary, yeah. where he's in the bathroom, you know, and comes out and it, was it, um, I'm, I'm coming out to nature. Yes. <laughs> and she flees yeah, down I, the stairs. I'm coming out in my nature or something. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, um, but again, Lily Rose is such an amazing actress. But the casting, again, was, was great the, all the way yeah. through. It did feel like it was something that Julian Fellows would have done. It did. There just wasn't really the cutting yeah. again, that they expect from Julian yeah. Fellows. And then our last one, which we went to see last night. <laughs> Thank you. Which was The Commuter. Yes. The Commuter? Yes, yes The Commuter. Commuter. So it was um, Liam Neeson playing Liam Neeson playing Liam Neeson. Neeson playing Liam Neeson that's not in Batman. <laughs> Pretty, Pretty much. much. Batman. <laughs> um, it, it, was, it was okay. There was a couple of really good scenes. There were a couple of sort of... There's a couple of high energy... There's very few high energy yeah. action scenes, but the high energy action yeah. scenes are very good. Um, however, there is one or two scenes which didn't flow... Um, so one or two of the fight sequences don't work yeah. at all. It, it, just the camera angles and how it happens, and you're sitting there going, "Huh? Did that happen? How? What? I don't understand how we got from here to there." And, and a bit of inconsistency with the volume of people on the train, yeah, in them filtering off. To, it, it started off really strong explaining it, but, and yeah, because then at one point it went down from like thirty people in the train down to like five, and then there was twelve, and it was like again, I think that's maybe a poor editing choice than anything else. And like it was, the plot line was nothing new. There was nothing no. in that you haven't seen from the. To me, it's an an eighties rehash. Yeah, movie. yeah, it, was, it definitely had that sort of B movie feel. And um, but there was some great character part parts. So yeah, yes, Vera Rajima. I can't remember. I don't know how to pronounce her second name. Um, but Absolutely the actress that was in Bates Motel, um, amazing. She was maybe on screen for like five minutes, uh, if that. But she stole every single scene. Oh god, yeah. Even when she's phoning through. Yeah. And again, you you had a little moment when you saw her black and white shoes. Her black and white shoes following through the train. <laughs> I think that's all we've been to see at the moment. That's all we've been to see. Up and coming, we've got Friday. We're looking to see the post with Meryl Street, which you're quite excited about. I am a huge Meryl Street um, fan. But apart from that, we haven't really seen anything which is like ooh, desperate to go and there's see. Nothing, it. There's nothing. There's that. This kind of sort of weird time where the action movies aren't out yet. It's not the summer, mm. so they don't really want to advertise them yet. It's not quite. So got, sorry, autumn or fall yeah. where it's the horror movies so I've kind of got I'm saying that I've got three I can think of I want to go and see at the moment so we've got The Post The Post The Last Maze Runner's coming out which I'd like to see because yeah. I've seen the rest of them and I've read the books mm-hmm. Black Panther's out in February here so is it February? no I'm sure it's February and there's also the Wallace and Gromit oh. ones coming out which we might go and see now off the back of that I believe you've picked your first movie of the year which I'm having to go and see with you which is so we work a um, veto system so if one of us goes to see a terrible movie with the other person it counts as a free pass to get them to see something you want to see if they're not keen so I think Stephen has picked his first movie this year from a trailer which I think he almost wet himself at at oh my god I got so excited so I've seen the trailer like three times before but I got really excited to see it on the big screen Mamma Mia too (laughs) I think I'm genuinely excited about this. And it comes out the day before my birthday, which is even better. Um, and Cher's in it. Cher plays grandma. I'm like genuinely excited about this. There better be a Cher song where she sings Ava. Because if there's not, I might just cry. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a little bit excited about this. Um, so I'm having to go and see Ava. Yes. You made me go and see Starks. I did make you see Stoltz, which was terrible. And that was awful. That's worth three movies. But as a plus side, I did also make you go and see The Ballerina, which you were <sighs> which so I unsure loved. about. <laughs> I mean, I knew I was going to like it because Carly Jepsen was playing the ba- ballet teacher, but I didn't know she was going to do, like, the main song. So, off the back of that, then, so, again, someone asked us, so, um, one of our listeners on the, podca- on the podcast, one of our listeners on Instagram uh, did give us a quick one, so this is from Marky Cub, 
is um, a quick review of last year. Yes. Um, so from your point of view, Stephen, what did you achieve last year? What did you, what what do you think you've done last year? Very quickly, um, you've, you've got two minutes yeah, to go. Yeah. Um, I, last year, instead of like from the year before, I was pretty much quite insular and didn't really do much socially. Like we went to the cinema a lot and that that was really it. That was all I've really done apart from work. This year I've, I've kind of said yes to more things and I've done more things like on my own. We're talking about last year still. Yes. That's okay. You said this year. Oh yeah, this year. Sorry, <laughs> this past year. Well done. Get your past tense right. Yes. Um. So yeah, I think I've been more inclined to say yes to things. What about yourself? Uh, last year was really busy for us. So last year we moved houses, we moved back to Berwick, back up here, mm. settled in, worked a bit all over. You know, I went from playing rugby to not playing rugby to trying the powerlifting to all of that coming to a stop because we moved again with injuries and things to back settling in. And now it just feels like it's the beginning of the year, trying to get back into a routine of what, what we want to do and kind of mm. starting the podcast up and looking at things like that, entertaining friends. So last year was actually really good fun, actually. It had a really nice year last year. So getting back to the gym. So um, oh, you um, you said that you were thinking about getting back into the powerlifting. Is there going to be someone going to show you how to like squat properly? So Hipster Chris and myself went along to, we used to do a powerlifting club together in Edinburgh called um, Edinburgh Barbell. Uh, at the moment, I'm not in a position where I can afford to go. So I've kind of come to stop that, Chris has had to stop because unfortunately he's doing a musical because he is our theatre game. Are we going well. to that? Do you really want to see Footloose? I want to support my friend. Do you want to see Footloose? We should support our friend doing Footloose because he is having to, as a bear, he is having to sacrifice something very important to himself to do this yes. show. And it is a bit traumatic. So people should send love and donations and maybe therapy. <laughs> His Instagram name is Don't Touch the Beard. Yes. <laughs> um, to Hipster Chris, who unfortunately has is having to have um, some facial... Yes, a beardectomy. <laughs> ...removed um, for the show. So I think we're on countdown for that. I think for six yes. weeks. Uh, but no, um, if, if you want to go, I'm quite happy to go and support him. I, I don't think I've actually seen Chris in concert yet. Um, and I think he's playing the Vicar. I think so. I've never seen Footloose. Neither have I. Yeah, maybe we should watch a movie first. <laughs> so, yes, we should probably go and support them, but we'll, we'll find out. So, yes, gym-wise and powerlifting, yes. that's what we got into. So this year, hopefully, I'm going to go back. I mean, from my point of view this year with the gym, I'd really like to put a bit of size on this year. I'd like yeah. to get bigger. I'd like to get thicker. Um, my problem is I get halfway through my program. I either get injuries, injuries, or... Something happens outside of my control, so my training goes to pot. And I know these all sound like excuses, and a lot of people who left and train will go, yeah, 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 yeah. You, just, you just have to keep going, you just have to keep going. It's like, yeah, that's fine, but money is a massive constraint with training, especially when yeah. it comes to diet and trying to eat well. So, uh, you know, I will I will try again this year and see how that gets on. What do we have next in yours? So, yes, yeah, so um, there has been a few questions. There's going to be a couple of questions that we're going to leave for a few podcasts so that we can... Yeah, so one of one of those I've got, which I've got for notes, saying I'm still talking to my friends, is someone asked us about pub play in the UK and how big the scene is. Well, from my point of view, I have a few friends who are involved in it. Personally, it's not one I'm involved with, so I am asking them for a bit of information or see if I can get them to, to phone in and give us a bit of background on that. So, so I will get some more information on that one. I think with the whole public, there's a lot of it down in Manchester from like what we see on social media anyway. But yeah, I'm I'm not particularly involved in it, so I don't really have a sort of a voice on that. Which which is fine because again, Scotland's fetish scene does seem to be a little bit a little bit dry. Yes. Um, or I'm just struggling to get into it. Now, a question I got from someone who's really rugby with, Mr. Um, Barr, who is out there in social media land was asking around who was the better bear a seen bear or a non-seen bear now he did ask him to give me a bit more specifics about mm-hmm. this but he didn't he hasn't come back to me with anything 
So so I think from his point of view, he's looking at, you know, to me, if you're an unseen bear, are you, are you involved in any of the scene at all? And does that include gay clubs, gay societies? Because yeah. to me, if you are, if someone is fully non-seen, maybe no one else is aware. Yeah. You, you know, because you, you can't... To me, for, for to have a gay social life or to have a gay involvement, you're involved somehow in the gay scene. Yeah. Whether you want to be or not. And that's how it looks at. So I, I can't quite tell if from this is kind of more along the lines of, okay, I'm a bear who plays rugby, but I don't go out on the gay scene. Or I don't specifically identify with yeah. the bear scene. For all I would look like and be identified in class with, a bear. But yeah, see, I kind of take that in a sort of... Not not a completely opposite view from that. So I would class myself as an, a non-bear scene bear. Um, I, so Stephen, you would class yourself as a hipster. Right, no, no, right. You, you had to say the word, I can edit it out. I know, I was just trying to get you to say it. So no, I'm on tape. Right, so start again. So I wouldn't class myself as a scene bear. I don't, I, unless it's the big event. So I do bear scots, I do bear bash. We've been to the last couple of bear events in Edinburgh, but that's more because we wanted to go to the new venues and see, see what it was about. I don't necessarily do any of, like, I don't do the bear circuit. I don't really do XXL. I don't really do Delph or any of the ones down in London. Um, see, I think it's I think it's interesting because you, to me, from the bear scene, you are involved in a very strange way. You're almost on the outside looking in. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like that with how you interact with the bear scene. Whereas yeah. when I came back to Edinburgh, I made a very big conscious effort that I was going to step away from the bear scene mm-hmm. in Edinburgh. When I'd been here when I was younger, it kind of took over what it, what I was doing with my life. You know, it was socially what I was doing all the time. So I took a big step back when we came back to Edinburgh. And even from the big social events, yeah. you know, I've kind of started going back out now we've settled we've been here a while and as we say the idea was to go along to the um, the bear events and see what what was going on mm-hmm. but but from a scene point of view it's not something i don't know whether it's scotland it, it's very hard to be a scene bear here because there isn't a bear, there isn't scene. A bear scene there isn't a bear pub there isn't a fetish pub there isn't a it's very, very easy for me to say that isn't this that and the other but but for anyone who is out in Edinburgh, it does feel very young and very clubby, uh, and we're, a lot of the nights are catering towards quite a young student audience. Yeah. It does it does feel like we're um, that's where the money is in the city. Yeah. And if you look at the pubs which are still open, and surviving, they are the venues which are still open. Yeah. But as back to the question though, which was yeah. which bear is better? <laughs> Seen bear yes. or non seen bear? Both and neither. Because I suppose the other one is looking at going circuit bear or non circuit yeah. bear. Yeah, I think that would probably be a more, for us anyway, to answer a probably a more appropriate sort of idea. I personally, like, I have a lot of friends that are circuit bears and sometimes they are so infuriating. So I would generally, like, I, the, the people that I hang out with are definitely not circuit bears. So is any of your circuit bear friends back to our last podcast bad dancers? Uh, they they're all <laughs> bad dancers, but they're not paid to dance, so that's fine. So, so yeah, so it is a hard question. If anyone's out there got anything kind of they'd like to add to this, by all means, please email email in or drop a message on the um, Instagram page if that's easier, uh, and we can certainly see where other people's takes are on it. And it's one I think we might ask when we start getting guests on because it is something we want yeah. to start doing soon. Because it'd be actually be really interesting to take have the ginger take on it. Yes, because it one is definitely a X scene bear from London and the other one is definitely a more UK based sort of scene bear he knows everyone every bear almost in the UK I think I think they're both but they're both mellowed out a little bit now I would I would say I think we'll talk about that on the podcast Um, I, th- I think they're two very different they, our friends came from two, two very different types of scene yeah. one was very kind of scene orientated in Scotland one is scene orientated in England where English friend was very scene orientated in London I think once you got Which out of London so you wouldn't have known who he was 
Whereas yeah. anyone, a friend from Scotland, it didn't matter where you went in Scotland, you would have realised that that was something. Because he was doing the promotional pictures a lot yeah. for up here. And, and so that was that was interesting. Going through my questions, yes, <laughs> face banning. It's not called face banning and we're not allowed shadow to Shadow spanning. No, I don't shadow, understand. Shadow banning and we're not allowed to talk about it. Yes, but we may because, not be allowed to because, talk about it. Yes, because Daddy said no. Daddy said no, but I don't know what it is, so it didn't right. help. So shadow banning is an Instagram thing. Where if it only seemed at the moment, and he, oh, he's, he's going to kill me for talking about this. Um, Suggestions and punishments, please, to podcast sites. Nope. Um, so shadow banning, it seems to be because at the moment Instagram is not confirming, not denying, kind of having a little bit of a, yes, we know what's happening and yeah, we'll okay. just ignore it. Right. So basically what shadow banning is. Thank you. Is and it only seems to be happening to the gay community. Okay, so let's stop again, Stephen. No, no. Question, Stephen. What is shadow banning without going round the circle? But no, you have to go round. You have to go round in circles because there's no definite answer. This is this is a problem with shadow banning. So for me and my Instagram page, what shadow banning is for me is I use one specific hashtag. That is it. Only one. So any of my followers. If they go on to the explore page or the search page on Instagram, if they follow my page and they search for my hashtag, they will see every photo that I've posted in order. If it's someone that doesn't follow my page and they search for that hashtag, they cannot see any of the photos that I post because Instagram have banned the searchability of the hashtag when I post it and only I post it. Does that make sense? Not at all. I will Google it later. No, because th- this is the problem. So if you Google it, one website will say something different from another because Instagram will not confirm a single thing. Basically, for any business that's been shadow banned, they cannot generate content views because, yeah, if, if you've got... Is like, it, to simplify this in layman's terms, is it almost Instagram looking at running itself as a business now? And what it's saying is, in actual fact, your site is popular enough that we can make money from it. So if you would like your hashtag to show when people search for it, you are going to have to pay us. We think this, this is kind of the general position where people that have been shadow banned are kind of looking at. So... I know a lot of people that have been shadow banned and they're all in the gay community. And I think this is where the bone of contention is coming from, particularly from the people that I've spoken to, is that it doesn't seem to be like Kim Kardashian hasn't been shadow banned. You know, she's still generating hundreds of thousands of new followers every day. It does only seem to be the gay community. It does only seem to be the, the higher follower count accounts that be shadow banned. Can it also be a risk factor where these pictures are maybe pushing well, Instagram to, to, to the extreme sometimes of what Instagram's acceptable well, is? Again, it's not Tumblr. No, this I is know. What, this is where I get upset yes. with Instagram. If I want to post pictures of me naked, they'll be on Tumblr. Yeah. I like Instagram. It's family friendly. That's kind of what I expect yes. from it. It's so, the PG so the, version. This, this is the whole thing with shadow banning. Because Instagram, again, won't confirm or deny anything. It looks like people that are getting shadow banned are accounts that other people are trying to report, accounts that are getting their photos removed because they're going against guidelines for whatever reason. Anyone that is um, super posting, so they're maybe posting too many images all at once, Mm. or they're following too many people, or unfollowing too many people, or anything like that. Again, it's it's kind of just all guesswork because no one no one will say yes. This is what we're doing. If they would just come out and say yes, this is what we're doing, and if if you want to be unbanned from you using a hashtag, pay for it. I think everyone would be like, okay, that's fine. I personally, depend on how much it was, I would pay for it because of the the type of account that I have. I don't think people that have personal accounts are less inclined to pay for it because why on earth would you pay for something if it's not a business model? So this is a problem and I apologise Rick for talking about shadow banning because I did promise that I wouldn't and I think that is why Mark commented on it and mentioned it. It's because he didn't know what it was and thought he'd asked. 
because I'm sure I'm not the only one who doesn't know. We've also got a question, and this is more for you, because I, I'm not a gamer, really. So this was from Zach Elving on Instagram. Oh, yes. It's um, gay characters in games and movies, and what do we like, and what would we like to see? I quite like... I, I love gay characters in, in movies, and I love really bad gay movies as well. I have a, quite a big collection of bad gay movies, some of which you've not seen, so we will I make know. you watch some of them. So, you know, <sighs> like Ove, My Son is Gay, <laughs> you know, and lots of really bad gay cinema. I like it. I like games which open it out to be that gay character. And I'm remembering going back and from a gaming point of view, lesbian characters have always been a thing. They've kind yeah. of, you know, thrown it in and out and it's been quite ambiguous. It is slightly more unusual now to get gay characters and you're looking at quite big game brands allowing me to play gay characters. So Grand Theft Auto, all of them gone out of my head now because <laughs> But I like it. Um, you know, things like um, Stardew Valley, um, which is um, a farming simulator. You know, you can marry a husband yeah. on it. You can, you, can, you, can, you can get a guy on it. Same with um, Fable. You know, Fable at one point, you could have a husband through it. So the, the options there, and I think gaming companies have learned um, that they, it, it's a good thing to, to, to do it through their audience. And I think it is representative. Because if you are gay, when you're playing a game, you maybe don't want that experience of going, well, to get to the next stage, I have to have a wife. Yeah. Well, no, I don't want to do that. Um, so I like it. I think it's a good thing. I think sometimes the problem is the stereotyping and the representation still of, you know, sometimes you, you get the, the extreme of the gay character where it's a bit like um, Larry Grayson, yeah. um, that Gillian Clary, that very safe gay character. Yeah. Or you get the other extreme, which is that kind of toxic masculinity where they're to the other, pushing the other extreme, you know, muscles. It's that character which is killing everyone. Yeah. And then you know, picks up the young twink under its arms. The last Dragon Age game was very similar to that kind of extreme mm-hmm. of, of pushing it to the to the big guy. But I like it. I think it's I think it's fun. There's also now that game I don't know what it's called where you try to find yourself a daddy. Oh yes, I've seen that It's a Steam game, which is why I've not played it. So it's for it's for PC. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know what you're talking about. I've saved I it in my favorite. I can't, on Facebook. Rem- I can't remember <laughs> what it's called. But um, when it first, when after the beta testing came out, there was a lot of people on Instagram saying, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" It's like bring it on iOS, and you know, I'll play it. Yeah, and but, but there's all sorts of little iOS gay games out there yeah. as well. I think I think it can only be a good thing. Anything which shows the community in a positive light is a good thing. And um, the, the next thing, maybe looking at games, is more gender fluid games. Now, gender fluidity is less of an issue. It feels in Japanese games or yeah. anything which is over as a J, you know, a J role playing game comes over the gender fluidity and that is a lot a, a lot more than you find in you know for example something something based from america yeah and um, where where people are still very much this is the man this is the woman you, you can't you can't do that again i don't play enough of the sims to know if it allows you to be that sort of fluid in the game yeah. or not but that i imagine will be the next step in gaming and whether or not it's the next step we see characters in movies but from my point of view it sounds awful if i'm watching a gay movie i prefer it to be about gay men than lesbians because that's what I identify game. with. So, so don't get me wrong. Thoroughly enjoyed the L word. Would probably watch it again if I could fast forward through bits of it, which just make my skin crawl. <laughs> skin crawl is, is a wrong term of phrase. Um, what, I think my toes no, 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 crawl. No, no, no. Um, your skin crawl. And um, what scenes would those be? I don't think with sex, but I'm the same in the gay movies as well. I think with the sex in a movie, which I'm potentially watching. Uh, and just as a segue for a funny story, so um, it's a movie out there called Bear Cub. Lots of fun. I hadn't seen the uncut version of it. I'd seen a cut version the first time seeing it, so there was no sex scenes in it. Mm-hmm. I very little through. And I, I purchased it to watch at home, thinking, oh, I'll watch this with my mum. It was really sweet. I'd quite like to see it. Um, thankfully, watched it on my own first, because it was the uncut version. I'd never seen oh. this before. And was absolutely horrified. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh. <laughs> the hell was I thinking? 
But I do remember sitting friends down to watch another gay movie and then being equally horrified yeah. and, and having to explain a lot of the gay references, you know, the mum pulling back the bed sheets, vegetables and things under the sheets. The, one of my favourite gay movies is Shelter. I don't know if you've seen that. I can't think of it. It's about the, the young surfer and his best friend's older brother, who's the writer in LA. It's actually really good. It's really sweet. It's, it's more a love story than your typical gay sort of comedy. Th- um, but it's really good. The cast were amazing. I think from my point of view as well, if I'm looking for gay cinema, I'm looking for gay cinema about older gay men. There is so much cinema out there for coming out stories, being young and in love. Yeah. And I don't well, watch that as a straight movie. I don't particularly want to watch it as a gay movie. Yeah. What I like, and again, sounds awful from Best City, is it's men around my own age. It's men I can identify with yeah. going, oh, look, this is interesting. Oh, my God, that's exactly what happens at a bear run. And there is always that one needy twink who's fallen in love with the bear and... <laughs> You, you know, and that's why yeah. I enjoy that movie. A lot of people kind of go, but it's so bad. And it's like, yes, but it's so bad in a good way. Yeah. And um, getting back to the gender fluidity that you were talking about, have you watched any of Celebrity Big Brother? Uh, I've not this year. I've, what I've seen from Celebrity Big Brother is more the tip bits on Facebook where they put the, the, the books through. Again, you were around when they went in, so we missed yes. um, Courtney Act. Oh no, my tearaway Bucks Fizz dress, oh just because it's Velcro fastening, is going to fall that, off. That was so planned. That was, oh, it was so good. Um, I don't watch Celebrity Big Brother. I just don't as a rule. Um, it's not my type of TV at all. But I've watched it. I love Courtney. Like, I'm a huge Courtney fan. I absolutely love it. She's a house favourite. She's a fan favourite. It's Courtney Act. Of course she is. She knows how to play both sides of the audience. But it's been really good. What I didn't really expect was she went in and she speak about... She and Shane both speak so eloquently about gay politics and gay rights. And again, if you've watched RuPaul's Drag Race, she, that's not how Courtney comes across in Drag Race. But again, it's 24 hours edited into like 20 minute segments. Um, but it's been really good. And I think with... Have you seen any of like India? Now, is she your favourite? India? No, I hate India. Hate's a very strong word. Do you not think you dislike how she's portrayed in the show? No, I dislike how she portrays herself. So so kind of a bit like what, what um, Courtney would say. Irrespective of how the, the media makes you look, I said those things yes. and it was recorded. Yes, she said it, she recorded it. And she is very open to how fluid the truth is, shall we say. So in the house, uh, this is my pet peeve, and oh, I, I got so annoyed. So in the house, she was like, I'm drag-phobic. I don't go to Pride. I don't like that. I'm a real woman. That's pretty much her stock for three solid days. Yeah, I spent two minutes online and found photos of her with drag queens at Pride. Then posted about it saying that Celebrity Big Brother... My post on Instagram was more about Celebrity Big Brother and how they should maybe do the fact-checking and maybe edit the show so as the, the housemates don't come across as liars, shall we say. And India's team on Instagram blocked me. Just wonderful. Um, it, just, oh, it just wound me up, it, I, and I don't know why, but, oh, she just she was so one-dimensional. I did see the section with Courtney having a conversation with her. Yes. And Courtney's going in there very much with this, explaining gender on the Kinsey scale. Yes. Um, um, which I think is a great way of sometimes explaining it to people who maybe don't understand. And I don't think in the UK we've had a lot of exposure. Not really. To, to generous women. <coughs> um, Channel 4, don't get me wrong, have been picking up quite heavily in the last eight months. 
there has been a lot of bits yeah, and pieces done trickling season. through. Yeah, um, so they so so they're aware of it. That's I'm so terrible aware of it. Um, they're more open open to to, to explaining yeah. for people. And I know people feel that attitudes should be changed straight away, but things take time. Again, looking at gay rights in general, that took time. Looking yeah. at gender fluidity coming in to become accepted will take time. But historically, if you look back through our culture, it was never an issue. It became an issue, like everything, because something else was happening. Yes. You know, we're in recession. We can blame the minority group. It's very easy to make someone the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Someone doesn't understand who's in power. Therefore, it's a bad thing. And because I'm in power and people are frightened, they will follow yes. that example. Um, and I think with the whole Big Brother thing, in- India did not help herself. So there was a whole conversation with uh, Genuine, the rapper from America. Mm-hmm. And the question to him was asked, would you date a trans woman? And he said, probably not. Which is fine. That's not transphobic. It's not It's not anything. That is his choice. He would not date a trans woman. She then turned it into, he would not date me and made it personal. It was like, you're... That wasn't the question. That wasn't the question. And you are now bringing your agenda that you went to the house with back 10 steps. And that, that she just always was on the defensive. At one point, um, I think it was Amanda Barry had referred to her as he. Now, yeah, that's, I, I, I get that. It's not great. It, it's not great. But it was a mistake. It wasn't done maliciously. And India was just, her stock answer was, but I'm a real woman. Then run away and hide and have no intellectual dialogue about it whatsoever. And it's just, if she went in with some sort of agenda, it did not work for her. Because she she just wouldn't engage. Whereas she would go and have a little hissy fit about something that she supposed someone did or said when they actually didn't. And Courtney would then mop it up and actually explain both sides of the argument. And it's like, you should maybe have just stayed and done that yourself. And maybe you wouldn't have come across on TV and to the housemates as being a bit of a self-righteous bitch. Although I did see Courtney showing the boys how to tuck. And they yes, looked absolutely oh my horrified. God. Oh my God, that was so good. Oh, it was when, um, when Andy tucked. That was so much fun. I love that bromance. It's just the best thing ever. I'm actually living for those two. How much is Willem making off of um, tape? But she's not mentioned it as his tuck tape from 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 (laughs) Willem.com yet. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm really enjoying Celebrity Big Brother. I didn't think I would. I mean, I knew I would enjoy all the Courtney bits because I love Courtney. But I think they've they've picked a really interesting guy. A little bit disappointed with Anne Widdicombe. I think she was a bit out of her depth. in the house I really like her I think she's really interesting but in the, the people that gave her around her that's really difficult because they put her very much out of her, her comfort they did, zone but you could also say that about like everyone that was in their show Amanda Barry you, everyone apart from Anne Widdicombe is definitely out of her comfort zone you could even go into this to that extent and say Shane Jay when he's not Courtney is definitely much out of his comfort zone he's proclaimed himself that he generally doesn't hang around with straight guys and you've got two of the most metrosexual straight guys that have been on like lads TV shows and they're having a blast. So I think it's more personality than, you know, it's cultural or anything. I wonder how Courtney's coming across to the straight audience. So we like Courtney. Yes. Um, I mean, regardless of what she'd done, she, she could yeah. murder someone in there. I'd be like, go Courtney! <laughs> like, I, I, you know, um, I would totally be like, oh, I'd be fanning over that. But it's really difficult because I can't get, no one that I work with seems to be watching, so I can't get a feel for how people feel yeah. other people are coming across. I would like Courtney to win because she's been in three reality shows and she deserves to win this she one. She has. <laughs> you know, she can't come first runner-up again. Well, she can, but it would be horrible. Because <laughs> it'll be Willem's next song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but we're not going to talk about that, shall we? Um, 
<laughs> uh, but no, that's <laughs> Celebrity Big Brother as well. And yeah, then, I'm, um, I'm totally enjoying it. So I do have a quick shout out as well before I forget, uh-huh. which again is not a question. So it's for someone I've been talking to on Growler called Jaffa Jam Jam. So he said he's enjoying more accents uh, from a, a local perspective. So he's a listener up on the borders. Uh, if anyone would like to check out his site, that's Jaffa Jam Jam. Uh, you can check out his Tumblr page. It's exactly the same name. Uh, he did just do a photo shoot for um, someone down in Manchester who's doing a Bear Hotel on Tumblr as well, which is actually a really fun photo site. If no one's been to look at it, we, uh, go and have a look. It's really great pictures. Uh, but he's been quite fun for me to talk to and did point out that we should stop apologising for our accents or when we get very quick at talking over each other. Or just talking quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've still got another question, do we not? So not another couple of questions um, there. Yes, there was one. Um, how do we see threesome relationships? Oh, so that was one that just came up sort of like yesterday, I think. Yeah. So three, um, three relationships. Do you want to go first? Um, I don't have a problem with them particularly. Um, I don't really have an opinion. Wow, that's like the that's so not like you. No, I know, but I, I don't have an opinion. Um, if they work, they work. Um. I mean, is, is he talking about a threesome relationship where it's a triad and all three of them are the relationship? The relationship? Or is he talking about one person is dating two, but the, the two the two independent people aren't dating each other? I don't know. I, it is what it is. I not particularly have any judgment or opinion on it, really. I don't know. To me, it was the big thing in the media last year. I mean, to me, the bear trend last year was you had to be in a relationship. You also had to be in a throuple. Oh, yeah, there's so many thruples and quintuples and duplexes. Many. Yeah. Uh, it, did, it did seem to be the buzz thing. Now, all out for it. Now, I I think in my head, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I like the idea of three. It's great. It gives you that balance between two of you fighting. Yeah. So there, there is that mediator potential. The only problem to me would come is if it's when two of you are maybe picking on the other one or, or, or where there's a breakdown in the dynamic. Yeah. Especially if, you know, we've seen some of these fall apart where, you know, two of you together, you bring in the third and natural fact you've brought in the third because that other person is actually in love with them and out of love with the the first person isn't brave enough to end one relationship to go into Mm -hmm. the other and use it almost like a stepping stone to get into their next relationship. Um, but it's no different from um, uh, event relationships. Yeah. Now, we, you know, we we see friends who come up to events who are not together, but as soon as there's an event on, they, they, they definitely partner up. Yes. You know, so, so we see that as well. Again, if people are happy, they're happy. At the end of the day, that's kind of my opinion, whether it's with one person, two people. I don't know. If there's three of you in a bed, I'd want a bloody big bed and three duvets and 12 pillows. But that's you. I know. Plus, I oh, don't want to be actually. Cool. To be fair, did you see um, Darren or Ollie's post on Facebook today? No. I'm going to read it out, and then they'll be fine with it. Um, so, just in case we've not talked about Dally, Darren and Ollie before, um, they're they're two little yeah, two little muscle boys, two little muscle boys from Manchester. We've spoken about them when we when were they talk, talking about the Kaylee. When we were talking about the Kaylee, they, they wear are, heels to look taller. <laughs> They are both just stunningly gorgeous little bears. Hobbits. Oh, I'm keeping that in. <laughs> For um, all of you out there, it's even sound like doing a head bump. I am. I'm totally keeping that in. Uh, no, they're actually two of the, like, the loveliest people I've ever met. They were actually two of the first people I met in Manchester at my first bear bash. Um, at Big Scrum. Well, you were being bashed by um, uh, <laughs> Maybe. I have no comment on that. You have no comment. <gasps> um, also, Stephen is very mean to Darren, because da- we've established that Darren cannot dress himself. And we rephrase that. Darren can dress himself. But it doesn't look pretty. 
And I'm 100% sure that Ollie is his dresser. <laughs> 100% sure. So yeah, Darren posted this today. Um, I just had to tell Ollie he's gazelle-like and not at all blubbery before he would relinquish any quilts to me. <laughs> like I can actually see them having that argument. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. Yes. Say the game without giggling so people can understand Sorry. what you're saying. So, Darren. Breathe. So, Darren, who is Darren Lifts on Instagram, if you want to follow him. Lots of topless photos and nice bulges everywhere. Um, he had posted on Facebook yesterday, but last night. I've had to tell Ollie he's gazelle-like and not at all blubbery before he would relinquish any quilts to me. I genuinely can see them arguing about that. I can actually see them like fighting over a quilt. I just thought, oh my god. Like, both their Facebooks just drive me mad. I've got to be honest with you. For such a pair of young boys, I can't believe they use the expression quilt opposed to duvet. Oh, Because quilt, quilt is an over blanket, so if you're fighting over a quilt, you've got sheets as well. So what yes. on earth are you fighting over, boys? Answers on a postcard. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they, they crack me up on Facebook. They actually do. I'm sorry, it's just because you were talking about um, duvets and things that just totally like brought that up there. So yeah, threesome relationships. Not threesomes, threesome relationships. Yeah, that's big, what I said. Big, threesome, yeah. That's what I said. Threesome relationships. Big difference. Um, yeah, I'm whatever. Whatever makes you happy. Stephen would settle for one, so two's a bonus. No, I wouldn't settle for one. I'm not looking for a relationship right now. And I haven't been for a long time, and I don't particularly want one. I'm happy being by myself. Oh, by myself. I'm not. That's so <laughs> I'm not singing. <laughs> Absolutely not. But no, I'm... More than more than happy being on my own. I don't need a relationship to make me happy. I'm happy because you're a strong, independent gay I am bear. Oh, strong, independent gay bear. Exactly. <laughs> oh yes, things we need to talk about the new bear venue. I've got to laugh at Stephen doing that as he I'll clapped his hand hands. Hand <laughs> right. So yes. yes. So so the best night in Edinburgh, the venue as we say over New Year is closed. Yeah. Gone bust. So we've gone. They, they've rearranged it to a new venue, which is the Regent on Regent Terrace. Yes. Which um, I remember using years ago for the rugby team was our uh, where we go back to after games. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they have a. It, you can't even call it a back room. It's not. It's like a side partitioned area. Yeah, it is. So it's 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 hard to describe. It's like having an old fashioned open pub with a veranda. Yeah, and it's a nice space, but it's very difficult to manage because it's not private. It's very much open to it the is. rest of the pub. Um, and, and we we went along. We went along quite late because we've been in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good fun. There, there was quite a few people there. We but it it felt too, more like going to a pub. So, so a lot of the bear venues I've been to in the past in Edinburgh is great because people are socialising, they walk, yeah. there's a lot of interaction. Here, people seem to have been very much that pub culture. You settle down, you go to see, and the drinks kept coming, and you talked, but your group didn't socialise, yeah. Yeah, didn't mingle. It wasn't The way the pub's laid out is it's not social enough yeah. to, to move. It is very much a... You get a table, you got your group of friends, you sit and drink, you have a good night, and you go. And it didn't have that flow, I think, the other venues have had. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the hosts could have done a bit better than that. I mean, from my standpoint, the, they just kind of sat at their own table, which, to be fair, they've probably been mingling all night, and we did get there late. But there could have been that little bit where they were kind of introducing themselves to everyone, or just kind of circulating, take the drink in their hand, and walk around and chat to people. Didn't really see that, and that was a little bit disappointing. It was an interesting venue. It was an interesting yeah. venue. But, but we'll see. I mean, all, all the best. I really hope it, it kind of pays off. They do, need to, they do need to find a, a venue that's not going to close 
Paul's done. <laughs> uh, but touch wood, that's hopefully something. It's something, and your hats off to the guys for doing yeah. this. I think if that was me and and I had been named, I would have been so disheartened that this is now their third venue in a couple of months. Yeah. Because the Phoenix shut down. So from October, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So the Phoenix shut down, and then daylight um, robbery. Uh, I still don't know what's going. You, you still want to call it a Spitfire for I some reason? I was going to call it the Standing Old. No. Time. Oh, that needs to shut down. Um, but yeah, so like this is another third venue. I after the second one after daylight robbery shut down, I would have been like, Do you know what? I might just give this a miss now. Um, I think there is a need. For, there is a need still for the best. There, there is. Um, tell you what was great, which I did see the other day, and I've not seen Edinburgh before. There is a group, and I will need to pick up a flyer, bring it to an expert. There is a group advertising all of the fit, fitness things, gay fit, gay or mm, fitness yeah. things in Edinburgh, and so really clever put together a little flyer. Um, I will pick it back up. Is that the guys that started off just doing badminton? No. So this or has, this this has other, all this of the sports one? groups. So it's got there was um, volleyball, the rugby team, the football team, badminton team, the running yeah. team. There was a couple more on there. I'm, I'm really sorry for anyone who's in Edinburgh. I didn't pick it up and I don't remember. I will pick the flyer up and go through it next time around just because I think it's really interesting. Yeah. It's great to see something positive and gay-friendly yeah. going out there and being seen. I just can't remember who done it uh, or who, who, who had picked up the sponsorship to do it. Mm. And I really hope it, it it gets people interested, gets people involved. Yeah, because I think definitely Edinburgh needs, and the gay scene needs something that's not pub oriented. That's not let's go get drunk, because that's all there seems to be at the moment. Well, that's all there seems to be for gay guys of our age and older. And like the, young, like the, the, there is things for like younger gay guys, but I don't want to be standing there so, like hanging out with eighteen year olds and nineteen year olds. Not my thing. Unless you're hanging off their dick. Um, nope, <laughs> I have an age range. Please Thank edit that out. <laughs> Nope, I'm keeping that in. <laughs> be nice. I am being nice. <laughs> be nicer. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to see what um, else I've got on my notes. Um, and you're kind of thing, kind of thing. So obviously we talk, we talk a lot about sex as well about it, and we've not really talked about sex this year. Now, no, it, it's interesting because so from from my point of view, so if anyone's asking, you know, we talk a lot about what Stephen's getting up to. So I'm obviously in an open relationship, but one of our, our general understandings is we do not talk about who we're having sex with outside of our relationship. So at the moment, I'm kind of at that stage where I need to have that conversation, say, look, because my partner listens to the podcast, and I'm probably quite comfortable talking about it, whether he's comfortable listening, listening yeah. to it, because it's also exposing myself to something we don't talk about, and I don't know how his reaction would be yeah. to that. So that is a conversation I need to have, I think, to see if it's something we can talk about. But seeing as we can't talk about me, let's yes. talk about you. <laughs> so what would we like to talk about? <laughs> so how's your new year going? So if anyone listened previously, when we had Stephen round for new year last year, he did leave our house, had been gone less than four hours before his mouth was round some nubile young thing. Yes. So this time round, you came round for new year, you didn't stay over this time I round. I didn't stay over You managed home. to make it home alone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Don't look at me like that. Right? I was ill in New Year. Oh. We've actually not. We've not spoken about New Year. No, we've not. So have we not? No, we did. I thought we did in the last one. No, because we recorded it before New Year. Oh, yes. Ooh. So, we've not, we've not so let's rewind and go back to New Year. So New Year, we had a house party at ours. Yes. So we had friends staying from Birmingham and Newcastle. You happy? I didn't say you were from Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> Thing as well as friends we invited from from yeah. us. So we so we had hips of Chris round, you round, and Simon and Bruno, Brett and Teddy, David, William, Xander. William, Xander. Oh God, I forgot about Xander. Xander was so red. He was. It was so funny. Xander is adorable. Xander is our friend who works in the local sex shop. <laughs> um, who's I don't know how to describe Xander. Kind of metrosexual, like a small fluffy puppy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, who got so drunk. It's yeah. very funny. It's so quickly as well. Yes. So, My apologies. I don't understand. What the hell was that? Uh, apparently Google occasionally kicks in. I don't think it's actually connected to anything in the house. <laughs> I'm so keeping that in because that freaked me out of there. Uh, so, so we didn't invite people around. I think we had a great night. Okay. Again, I'd like to think we are slightly better than some of these hosts who invite people around and then don't get involved and just leave people to, to mingle and do what they want yes. to do. I do I do feel from our point of view we did learn something from that and that we need to start people later in the day drinking. Yeah. Uh, four o'clock was maybe a bit early <laughs> to be going through. And then my awful boyfriend had the cheek to come home with takeaway just for himself and then fed it to one of our other guests. Did he? Yes, he did. I can't remember that. Three of them came home with takeaways. Infuriating. I really can't remember that. <laughs> David, Brett, and Teddy, because they came yeah, home yeah, together, no. all came back with takeaway. We were sitting on oh, the yeah, sofa. Oh yeah, that's right. And our our, our lovely um, Jody friend, because it was propped on him, devoured it. Yeah. Without sharing. Right. Bad Jody. But yeah, I was ill. <laughs> I don't I, remember you being ill. I was so ill. I wasn't even going to come. Oh god, yes. You turned up in the morning Ill. to drop off glasses. So, so Stephen felt bought us plastic glasses for the party, uh, and turned up in the morning. And you were so I know, I know so not you. I, I was just generally ill. I had been throwing up from two o'clock the previous morning to like nine o'clock at night. I, I genuinely, I just wanted to go to my bed and curl up in a ball and cry how ill I felt. But yeah, I, I, I came round. You did uh, eventually. Eventually, left a jock strap on the floor. I didn't leave it on the floor. It was up beside the coffee machine. It was on the floor when I found it on the Saturday morning, <laughs> on the Sunday morning, on the Monday morning, or whenever it was, I was cleaning. No, but it was good, it was good fun. We had we, a good group of us. We went to Bears Night again, which yes. the, went to see New Year in with the Bears, which was good fun. Strangest scenario ever where they have to close the bar down. Yeah, so the staff could enjoy New Year. And I was like, personally, I thought that was rather rude. They're getting paid. They're there to do a job. They can celebrate after. Is it a Scottish thing? To, to t- shut the bar off for 20 minutes. Absolutely not. And it was 20 minutes. It was 20 it was, minutes. It was never the 10 minutes it was supposed to be. It did. It was a lot Ab- longer. Absolutely not. I have never experienced that in my life. And I, they didn't do that last year at um, the Phoenix. No, they didn't. Below. And they never done it the year before. I think, no, I think they stopped serving just before New Year so the staff could have a drink. Yeah. But it wasn't, they didn't. They, the pub we were in was really strange because they moved us out of the bar end. And area, locked the and bar. And locked the bar. It was really strange. So you've got to imagine you've this quite big pub, which suddenly you're you're herded out into this very small area. It was it was very strange. It was bizarre that it was just. Um, and then you know, obviously, we opened the bar up. Everyone hadn't had a drink for twenty minutes, and then they couldn't cope with the amount yeah. of people who hit their bar all along. It's like, well, what do you expect if you've been shut five ten minutes? Yeah, you know, possibly people wouldn't have been there, but it was a good night. It was it was. lots of people from lots of Americans, uh, a couple of Canadians. Yeah, um, so it was it was I had fun. Uh, I vaguely remember walking back this time in shorts again, freezing to death. Yes, you wore shorts. I did wear shorts, but I don't like yes. wearing shorts. Uh-huh. We shot off my calves. Uh-huh. Which was better than the other night. At least I didn't have to rush home from New Year needing a pee. You the other night from the movies. You did as well. I lived closer to where yeah, I Yeah, you lived closer. So I'm fine. And you were mean. He was sending me messages basically saying, I'm peeing right now. And I was like, I hate you. I was literally on the tram, my bladder at bursting point, And I was like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And there's no public toilets on the tram. And there's not no like a train. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so New Year, you were ill, you got better, you came round, we had everyone round. It was lots of, I think it was lots of fun, I think everyone had fun. Yeah. Uh, New Year's Day, <laughs> lots of tender people. I was fine. Uh, I, I think I think tired more than hungover. Yeah. I think people were tired. 
Um, so yes, back to the original starting point. Yes. And then what did you get up to on New Year's Day? Nothing. Nothing. Which is so not like you. That's not how like ill me. you were. Yes. That is exactly how ill I was. But since then? But since then, I've hooked up with two guys. And silence. <laughs> and silence. So Stephen, have yes. you been in any new hotel rooms? I haven't. <gasps> have you been in previous hotel rooms you've been to before? No. The first one was last Tuesday before I met up with the ex-work wife. Um, You're so shady. How could you go meet that lovely woman and smell of shame and I sex? I didn't smell of shame and sex. He smelled of shame and sex. Um, no, I went around to this guy. It was a guy that had kind of pulled, uh, I want to say it was Bear Bash, but I think it might have been an XXL. But no, yeah. <laughs> never remember XXL. It was the... Apart from usually Ginger Crisp bouncing around his jocks. Yeah. Right? It was one of those nights. <laughs> um, it was the night that that little tattooed cub said that I was really mean to his boyfriend when I actually said his boyfriend was really hot. They've now broken up, haven't they? Yeah. Your fault. It's not my fault. But it was that night that um, I had pulled this guy and um, I was close. He messaged me on Grindr. He was like... Do you want to come round? I was like, yes, why not? I've got half an hour to spare. Um, went round, had a bit of fun, then left. Um, and then this sort of past weekend, was it Saturday, Sunday? I don't know. I had the most um, unusual request. <gasps> oh, God, yes. yes. No, this is great. This is great. This, so, so unusual sex stories. Yes. <laughs> so we're kind of stealing this from Unbearable because <laughs> they have their like sex story of the week. Um, yeah, so you couldn't make this up. Yeah, I, I know. So um, I've been chatting to this guy on um Grinder. Was it? Yeah, it was Grinder. Pick a hookup app. Yes, pick a. I've got them all. It's fine. It was, it was one of them. I'm, I'm sure it was Grinder. And we've just been talking about what we've been doing at the weekend. And I had then we started talking about food. And I like I like really spicy food. And then the proposition that he gave me was, would you like to eat spicy food in particular, jalapeno peppers, and then give me a blowjob without you know washing your mouth out or you know getting rid of any of the the spicy juices that are in your mouth. So, so I just, did. So just to confirm for anyone who's a bit slow in the uptake like me because I think I got this wrong first time <laughs> so he wanted you to eat the peppers yes and then, then suck him, him off. off yes was he cut or uncut he was uncut mm. um, maybe the so, only way could get some feeling um, <laughs> so um, I did because you know I like spicy food and I like cock so I did and he really enjoyed it really quickly <laughs> so you got a salty um, surprise I got a salty surprise at the end of your chili yes. oh that's <laughs> <laughs> but it was it, you know it was it was fun um, I probably wouldn't do it again it was a weird sensation for me I don't know what it was like for him I'm never going to let anyone suck on a chilli and then suck my dick that's not going to happen I, I, they two don't need to mix that was going to hurt but he enjoyed it so yeah, yeah. so that was that that was my my but two only sexual encounters this year you know, we've got friends who enjoy nettles on their private parts really things like see, that and that that sensation so I actually similar to that that's actually one of the questions that we were given oh um, Robobear72 the the same guy that asked us questions on the last podcast he was asking what fetish do you have or what won't you do and have you ever stopped sex because they wanted something you didn't do you want to answer first so I I think my my more general fetishes are more like sportswear I do like a little bit of leather I um, was going to say voyeurism yeah well I was going to go into that um, Sorry. But I do I do have a huge voyeuristic fetish, which can go from literally having a threesome and being more of a spectator in that, or fully being tied up on a chair where I can't move, watching two guys fuck, or my favourite of all time is being tied to a bed face down and having two guys fuck on top of me. That is like that is such a huge turn on for me. I've only ever stopped sex twice. 
Um, and once was because a guy wanted me to finger him using hand sanitizer, and it just freaked me out a little bit. I don't know why. I was 23, 24, so I hadn't really, and I had a few relationships, but I wasn't really like that experienced at the time, and that just kind of freaked me out. I was like, no, 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 I'm going, bye bye. And then I stopped fooling around with this guy because he called me daddy once. That, I just the daddy story is good. Now the I daddy story that. <laughs> so you were in his hotel room. I don't know if we've talked about this no, before. So sorry, no, if I, we have. Even, I don't even think it was his hotel room. I think it was his friend's hotel room that we had kind of commandeered because to be fair his friend had went back home with someone in Edinburgh and they were fucking like rabbits so yeah so I went back to this hotel room with this guy and we were we were a little bit drunk it was I think the Saturday night on Bear Scots two years ago 2015 something like that and we were we were fooling around at one point he called me daddy and it was I just it's well, not you can see people thing. like Stephen clutching his pearls, yes. clutching his chest in horror. It's not my thing. Like, I have a friend that I call daddy, and it's not a sexual thing at all. And that's fine. I can cope with that. It just gives me the fear. I don't know why. But it, I don't want to say it like I'm revolted by it, because that's that's not fair. So explain to people who maybe don't understand the localism of the fear. What do you yes. mean by the fear? So... It just freaks me out. Is the only way that I can des- describe it. Um, but yeah, he called me daddy, and he's like, I literally went from being rock hard, ready to shoot my load all over his face, to being so limp, it almost shriveled back up into my body, and kicked him out of the hotel room. <laughs> that wasn't even mine. So mean, so so mean. It was fine. He eventually came back in, and when you let him back, yeah, I let him back in. But he came back in, and we snuggled, and then um, his friend kind of walked in on us in the morning. So yeah, that was that. Um, I, I don't I don't actually have that many fetishes. I like sports kit, but everyone likes sports kit. I'm very voyeuristic. That's really about it. I don't think there's anything. I would try something once. If I don't like it, I'm never going to try it again. Really, that's the type. Of, that's kind of where my mindset is. But I'm willing to give probably most things a go. Not blood, piss, or shit. I'm not into bodily fluids. That's not going to happen. Grog? The hell's that? Spit? Uh, oh, no. That would depend on who it was, to be honest. A lot of things depends on who it was. If it's someone that I know, someone that I trust, I would do a lot more than if it was a random hookup, just for safety reasons and health reasons, that I wouldn't want to do anything that was anywhere near out of my comfort zone. But yeah, I don't know. What about you? I don't think I've said no to anything. There's a few situations I've been in I probably should have said no. Yeah. But I've just not really known how to get out of it. Um, and I think my reaction through sex is I just talk. If I'm uncomfortable or I'm nervous, I yeah. start talking through sex. Uh, quite randomly usually, and people just look a bit confused and that will usually get me out of whatever's going on. <laughs> um, I think I think my pet peeve is if I'm topping, um, obviously I have a PA, um, and I hate it if a bottom's not cleaned, because there is nothing work, worse than shit stuck on your PA, and you've got the reality of, do I get a towel and clean it? Do I wipe it down their back? Do I make them lick it off? But then if I make them lick it off, am I going to have to kiss them? It just absolutely gives me the bell, and it makes me go from hard to, to soft. There's nothing I can do about it. It just... Yeah. So it's me. And I get that anal sex is maybe not always clean, but it's it's when it's stuck in the ring, it just absolutely gives me the bulk. Just makes no, me want that's, to vomit. That's so so that, that, kind of, that kind of is the killer one for me. Um, but, but sex in general, I'm quite open to trying things. I've tried a lot of things. There's a lot of things I'd like to do more of, but it's very difficult in Edinburgh. Edinburgh, as I say, I find very difficult to find that kink scene or find someone who I can go, yeah, yeah, I want to try tying someone up, but I need a volunteer. Please volunteer. Yeah. By the way, whilst you're lying there, I need to refer to this YouTube video. <laughs> so, yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
and 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 you know, I, I don't really have any of that kind of kind of bits and pieces in it. You know, I I obviously you know, cover the weekends in the sonar. So, yeah. so you see some interesting yes. things there, or people people come up and talk to you about the fetishes they're into, and sometimes you're like, "Wow, I have never thought of that as a fetish," or "Oh my gosh, really?" <laughs> smile, nod, smile, nod, <laughs> uh, run away in fear, <laughs> um, and and that's interesting, and it's um, you, you know lots of fun, but. And to me, yeah, there is situations I think I should have said no or, or maybe withdrawn consent. So like, why didn't you say no? Because Cause I'm lazy. No, I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you're always... Not that you're always opinionated, you are always opinionated, but you always come across as someone that if this is my mind... I mean, it does take you a while to make up your mind on everything, but from where I see you, it does seem like when you've made up your mind, that's it. I think so because... It is, it is very, not bizarre or strange, but I wouldn't have said it, you'd have been one of these people that would have kind of just went along with it because you didn't know how to say no. I think, again, because I'm not terribly sexually confident, unlike yourself, I sometimes it's just that kind of... In your own mindset, you go... Oh, this is how it should be going. Okay, so I'm just going to keep going and see what yeah. happens. And that's kind of the situation I find myself in more. See, whereas I'm the opposite. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And if you want me to do that, I'm going to go. Like, I definitely do have, like, I'm very straightforward in, in that respect. But I wouldn't have thought that you would have just been... Oh, God, yeah, had some terrible, terrible been, hookups. Oh, yeah, why not? Yeah, that's that's new. Oh, bless you. <laughs> it is. But, yeah, I think that's all the questions. Well, we've got some questions that we're going to answer... As, as we're going through, podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, oh, so back to something else completely. Yes. So, so Christmas gifts. Stephen bought me a lovely gift of um, origami. Yes. Dinosaurs. Yes. Okay. So I finally opened it up and decided to have a shot. Sent him a picture of me trying to fold it with the instructions going, Stephen, what the? What is this? Explain this to me. And I got... Follow the instructions. It's easy. I bought you a simple one. So when you came round tonight, I gave you the book. Yep. And the one I tried to do the, the other little night. seal. It's not the seal. It's a it's goddamn a dinosaur. And um, we will be posting a photo of the seal. It stood up. I'm sure my boyfriend unfolded it. It did used to stand. It now just yeah, it looks like it's, it looks like doing a, a split. <laughs> so um, that won't be getting posted once the podcast is um, done. Um, I gave you the piece of paper to try and fold it. How did you? How did you get on? You got the fold in half, fold in half, and then yeah, that was it. And then I gave <laughs> what up. What happened? Yeah. I gave up. Yeah, so if anyone can recommend a basic origami book, quite up for that. On the other hand, if anyone can recommend a really good powerlifting or building workout or program or book, uh, please point me in that direction as well. Speaking of books, I'm still busy reading um, Sucks Less by Willem. I keep picking it up and flicking through sections and reading sections and then picking back down. It is lots of fun. I just wish I had time to read. I know, so <laughs> that is the bigger <laughs> issue. <laughs> Just no one has any time now to read. It oh, and of, of course, off the back of reading, big thing on Netflix, of course, this first start of the new year, is Friends uh, is out there. Yay, Friends, 10 no, seasons of nothing happening. No. It was bad enough when it was on the first time. <laughs> it's actually on the background now. I know. <laughs> I'm not looking at it. It's just awful. <laughs> oh, it's all right. It's, he's only jealous because he doesn't like his Friends character, he would be. I'm not Rachel. I don't know why he keeps saying that I'm Rachel. Totally Rachel. How? You're How? No, no. If you're going to say that, okay, explain. Because you're such a little well. daddy's boy. You always end up in a relationship boy. with the crazy ass person. No. See, again, we discussed this. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I've not been. And all of your friends in the background are looking at you because you're with that crazy ass person again, smiling and nodding, going, 
Okay, which one of us has to tell him that it's crazy? <laughs> Technically. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I've not been in a relationship for God knows how many years. Yes. 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 Um, Usually because you move too slow. <laughs> no. No, not, not my fault or my issue. And to be fair, um, someone did tell me to stay away from people and I did not listen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and every time he sees me, he's like, told you. <laughs> told you. Uh, it's not infuriating at all. Oh my god! So again, on the d- other side, my parent and my god can't believe my mother and sisters came up into town to watch Shawadi Wadi. So if anyone <laughs> does not know what Shawadi Wadi is, please Google it. Uh, my sister was out in a hoop skirt and things, and then decided they were going to go to Habana with my mother, who is sixty nine. Habana, Habana. So to, for anyone who doesn't know what Habana is, Habana is kind of like a um, gay club from the eighties, yes. where it's. The music is great fun. I love the music. It's always high energy pop. It's always good fun. But the crowd's just a bit eclectic. Uh, it used to famously have the Rent Boys in it yes. for, for a long time. Um, and I kind of give my sister a heads up. And no sooner did they go in, the DJ had obviously clocked them and put your body on. <laughs> on uh, bottom. But they went and ended up watching all night. Uh, or were they on the balcony of They shame. were on the balcony <gasps> watching people. Oh, I, that's the only thing I like about Havana is the balcony of shame. <laughs> Why is it called the balcony of shame? Because you just sit up there and give everyone shade. <laughs> so surely it should be the balcony of no, shame. No, it's the balcony of shame. <laughs> um, I think the... I've not. I've only been to Havana once in about ten years, I think, and that was when I met the Gingers before mm. we went to La Belle. Um, and they played drag songs. <laughs> they played Purse First, and they played one of Alaska's songs. The, I mean, it was I so mean, good. The DJ seems to be on point. Yeah, yeah. The, the, seems, the, it seems to definitely be. The on DJ point. knows the crowd. Yeah. Um, and always does, which is really good. Oh, when I went to the pub quiz at CC's. Oh, yes, yeah, so you did. Yes, we came second. Well done. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> there was only two teams. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and it was unfortunate the guys running it. So you really came last. Job. We came second. So you came. There was two teams, and you weren't first. We came first runner up. No, no, no. So there was two teams, <laughs> and we came first no, runner no, up. No, no. This is a yes or no question. So there was two teams. Yes. And you did not come first. Correct. So you came last. First runner up. No, no. It's a yes or no question. First runner up. No. No, you can't come first runner-up when there's only two. Yes, I can. You're either first or last. Yes, and I came first runner-up. So you were last. First runner-up. He was last, guys. First runner-up. Last. First runner-up. <laughs> uh, but the boys said uh, done really well. They won the, um, the, the pub round jack, but I think they yeah. walked away with 100-something pounds. Oh, that's good. Uh, from the cumulative total. So it was, it was a good night. I mean, if people get the chance to go along, it's uh, CC's on a Thursday night. It was a pound pound to enter per person. Um, drinks are relatively cheap. One of our friends usually goes to that. Yeah, well, next time maybe we'll go along. We can put a team together. I am terrible. I have no. So am I. I, I have no general knowledge ability at all. But I would like to know. I would like to point out one of the questions was um, what is a phonetic letter for M? Phonetic. So the yeah. phonetic alphabet yeah, yeah, yeah. was M. M. Oh, is it not? No. 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 <laughs> no M. M. Not I should o. know this. I should know this. I don't know. What is it? It's Mike. So it is. Yes. Yes. But the team I was with were insistent that it was mother. <laughs> and the way you're sitting there going, I know this answer, and you're not going to let me answer it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they've done a music round at the end, which was great. Um, and they've done a spit an image round, picture round, yeah. with things which are plastic. Brilliant. And the very last picture which came up was Cher. <laughs> Cher is, I love Cher, but Cher is like Everyone 98% plastic. 
Oh, she's a, she's an amazing person. It's so much fun to watch her go. Anything else in the news as well this week? The last couple of weeks we've seen, which kind of, to be honest, not I've not really watched anything news or read anything. To be oh honest. no no no, there is something in the news which we should talk about. So anyone who is local to Scotland, obviously what they've done on um, Transport Scotland, yeah, is um, the snowplow. So obviously as we said at the beginning, it's snowing here at the moment, but not only does Transport Scotland, name all of its snow plows. Stephen's looking out the window because you can see blue flashing lights. The fire station's just at the end of the road. I know where the fire station is. Don't really rise at me then. Be nice. Er. That was me being nice. Er. <laughs> um, snow plows. Snow plows. So what they've done is they've named all of the snow plows. So on the GPS you can go on and see the snow plows. And there is some great names. So there's Gritty McGrick face. And um, give me two seconds. I'm just going to go on to it. There we go. So uh, what they've done is they've named their um, snow plows. So you can see it on Transport Scotland showing you where they're plowing. But they have some great names. So there's Sir Andy Flurry. Uh, Sir Salter Scott. Gritty Gritty Bang Bang. Luke Snowwalker. Um, but there, there's about 22 different ones. Um, not forgetting sprinkles, sparkles, and ready, spready, go. Um, but they're all named on the side of side of the gritter trucks, which actually I think is lots of fun. You kind of just stopped. Yeah, because I was done with that statement. I didn't know where you were going next. No, um, who are you looking at? I'm not. I've got an email from Bear City to say there's 20% sale off their um, DVDs. Wow. I think so. I've still not seen Bear City 3, even though I have it, and none of you will sit down and watch it with me. I've not said I wouldn't watch it with you, but I've not seen two. I've only seen the first one. Well, two's on um, YouTube's. Yeah, I know, but I still. I don't have time to like read the news i'm not going to have time to watch a movie you knew about this we talked about it on the way here yeah but you sprung that on me you just said you were like things in the news well that was it it's only because it sprung to bind um are you still on growler grinder scruff no i'm looking at my notes <laughs> i have mario kart oh I'm so, right. so, so we both so we both got um switches, switches for christmas thank you my other half for buying me a switch it is absolutely amazing fun and um, thank you to me for buying my own one as a christmas present to myself yeah, mine's worked first time round. So did mine. I thought you had to take yours back. Oh no, that was because the controller was a bit um, clicky. Yes, so but Stephen it, broke it. Worked. It. it worked. And then had to wait a month to get Mario Kart. I wasn't paying £52 for it when I got it from work for 37 So we both got Mario Kart and Stephen refused to play me because we have an ongoing thing about whoever wins is the better person. Uh, and we haven't yet played with the gingers either because, as I say, Stephen's just got it and he's practicing. And the gingers have had it for months. Uh, yes, and they have. They play it like religiously. To be fair, they've not. They've not been online for a couple of days. <laughs> but what I discovered is I can join online. So you can, if you've got friend codes, you can click on your friend if they're online, and it sets you into their race. So next we yeah, join the race. online. Yeah. So so I joined Stephen's race without letting him know, and I did not know. And then sent a message after I beat him, going. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then what happened? You hit me with a star, goddammit, and bounced me off the track. You came in ninth, and I think I came in second. You did not come in second. I came in second that race. Not on any of the races yes, I played I did. with you. Not I came in second that race. Do you have any evidence? No. There we go. You did not come in second <laughs> at all. Every time I looked at you, you were either in eighth, ninth, or tenth. No, that one I came in second because I had the star, um, and then I had the one that gave you everything, like three times in a row, and I just kept blasting everyone. The eighth one. Yes. I can't believe you don't know what the things are. But no, you totally didn't come well, in second. I've not seen you come in second. You're making it up in your head. It's technically not eight. It's, it's an infinity sign. That would probably make more sense. Yes. But it's supposed to be an eight because it's Mario Kart 8. But it's on its side, so it's an infinity sign uh -huh. in mathematics. That's fine. At the end of the day, you've no proof of this and I don't remember it. Therefore, uh -huh. you're wrong. Uh-huh. Is this how it's going to work? If you don't remember it, that didn't happen. Do you have a picture of it, Pinkie Pie? No, I'm not Pinkie Pie. You are Pinkie Pie. No. Uh, we also taking suggestions for Stephen for um, Comic-Con. No, I'd quite I'm like not. him to dress up as Pinkie Pie for Comic-Con. So. I'm not one of these dress-up gays. 
You don't have to be one of these dress-up gays. You're not dressing me up. I'm not going to dress you up. You're going to dress yourself no, up. No, it's not going to happen. That's oh, I think the problem is I have a picture, and I'll put it onto our Instagram page, where I came second. Yes. And you came yes. fifth. Yes. So therefore, proof of fact, I, I can prove <laughs> I beat no, you. No, so that's fine. So proof of fact, I came in fifth, and you said I came in eighth, ninth, or tenth, and all the ones that you saw. So you also misrepresented the truth there. Yes, I'm really so, sorry. But so, at the end so of the day, yes, so, at the end of the day uh-huh. can you prove you came second? No. I can! Because, because I'm not as childish as you and taking photos of where I am in a race. That's because you wouldn't believe I was playing against you if I texted you to say I was playing against you. It's also because nah, get my phone quick enough to take the in a second. <laughs> Which is more the truth. <laughs> um, but no, we would recommend Mario Kart. Our friend codes, I think, are on Instagram. Yeah. And um, we'll put them onto the, the Instagram page as well. Um, Stephen, anything else you want to go over? Anything else no, you that, kind of feel we've missed? That's really it, I think. I don't actually know if we've actually answered any of the questions people have asked. No, we did. We did. We've just circumvented we, them. We thought that's your MO is to circumvent everything that you get asked, but we, we get round that sometimes. Um, I have no idea what you mean, Stephen. Yes, you do. Look, shiny thing, shiny thing. Yes, shiny exactly, thing. exactly. If you ask Mark a question, he never actually answers. Um, <laughs> That's good, because Stephen answers a question with a question. Yes. And then wonders why no, I can't make a decision. So, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. So, I asked you, you're obviously talking about the message I sent you earlier. Oh, all the different sort of messaging. So, Stephen complains a lot of the time that I send the messages which make no sense They whatsoever. make no sense they're, whatsoever because he's part, walking and he can't walk and text. Or part of a conversation. And then I had to reference that it's not me, it is my family. That's true. <laughs> and I could evidence it from a lovely text conversation with my sister where she confused me over where I was meeting her for lunch <laughs> or and when she was going home or what day of the week it was. But yes, Mark, if you sent him a message with a question, he will reply with a question and then gets a little bit pissed off when you try to reiterate the first question and get an answer to that all the time. I'm getting better at picking the movies. You are. And telling you to book seats. Yes. We just need to teach you how to book the seats yourself. Oh, but it's so complicated. It's really not <laughs> it's so complicated. It's so not complicated. You don't like the app. <laughs> That's more like it. Oh. oh my god, the miserable slushy boy as well. Who you didn't want to be served by, who served with the slushies, and the slush was everywhere. Oh, yeah, he was really annoying. I also discovered that going to bed at night and wearing a white top to go to the cinema beforehand and having a slushie is not a good idea, because no. I have to lean over the seat to drink oh, it. can we talk about bear night when I didn't even know that I was going? So we went to bear night, and Stephen didn't realise he was going. So, no, no, so I, in situations that I'm not familiar with, or with people that I don't know or don't necessarily like, become a lot shyer than I am in general. I like to get a heads up if I'm going out somewhere just so that I can mentally prepare myself. You did get a heads up. I did not get a No, I didn't. But I got to the cinema I said we're going to bed night yes. after the movie. Yes. That's a heads so, up. You had two hours <laughs> to sit through no, a movie. I was watching a movie. That was not fair. And it was mean. <laughs> and I had to deal with people I don't like. You didn't deal with anyone. You stood up against the wall, smiled and laughed. Whilst we all looked at Chris's friend going, wow. wow. I loved Chris's friend. <laughs> Ian, Ian was so much fun. He, Although I do think if we threw him glitter at me, he would have exploded. Yes. I loved Ian. <laughs> and it was just like, I, <laughs> does it stop? Is there an off switch? And it was so strange because his um, husband was so... He, the polar ops. Yeah, he was so just quiet and reserved. <laughs> it's like I've wound my boyfriend up, and I'm going to leave him over here. <laughs> That's your problem. And the guy that he was with, I did not think he was forty. The boy, the other boy. Yes, he's older than me. Yes, he looked about twenty. We look the same age. God damn it! No, you really don't. <laughs> you really, really don't. You could totally be his father. 
and not even his daddy, but his father. <laughs> but he did. He he looked like a like late teens. He really did. And when he said, "Yeah, I'm forty," like wow, really good in, DNA. In all fairness, the barbers. They are. <laughs> you have to be any more made on there. Who <laughs> <laughs> else was out? Chris was Chris was out. Which Chris was, was out. Funny, and um, Xander was out. Was yeah, because you don't really see Chris outside of the gym that much. No, no, we don't. It's, we've never really socialised outside of training and things. So it's it's been a yeah a lot of training and things going on. But it's been good. It's been good to get to know him outside of it. And I think he had fun at New Year as well when he was out. Yeah, and we didn't get him too drunk. We didn't. But I think that's because we weren't doing shots. Oh, we did play the game, the gamey again. Yeah, which is still lots of fun. So if anyone has so any fun. other suggestions, so we were talking about gay movies and things. What I'd like to get from people, if anyone out there is listening, is gay games, gay board games, gay things like gay oriented things like that, which we can use in group situations because the gamey is a great icebreaker when we have people it is. around. Um, and some of the questions are slightly more American than I'd like, but to be honest with you, there's nothing UK equivalent. No. And it's still lots of fun. And silence. Yes. <laughs> Why? Did you get distracted no. by your message? No. Um, Did someone in, like something on Instagram? No, I don't get my notifications on Instagram. <laughs> Did you block someone um, again? No. Did you report a picture? <laughs> Did you report a picture on our Instagram page again? Let's <laughs> talk about this, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> that is a total mistake. <laughs> Shall we talk about this, Stephen? If you want. No, no, let's cut this no, out. No, 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 I'm going to cut this out. We're going to leave it for another podcast. <laughs> I just loved your face. So, let's let's talk about Stephen. Friends who send you pictures to vet before they put them on Instagram. Yes. And you miss a dick slip. <laughs> to be fair, so you saw that photo too, and in the photo that he sent, you could not see anything. You could. You couldn't. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. Don't lie. You just didn't look. You're that sort of friend. <laughs> That's not true. What you can't see is a bane <laughs> pulsing through his forehead at That's the moment. That's so not true. So, one of my friends sent me a photo to see whether I liked it or not before he posted it on Instagram. I, I don't believe it was a photo. I believe it was a stream of photos with, I bought this top in multiple colours. No, no, it was two photos and... No, that's it there. So it was two photos and he had different coloured tops on. And in the photo, you can't you can't see that he's got a slight dick slip when you look at the photo. When you zoom in on it, yes. <laughs> it was much more noticeable on Instagram. And then he posted it on Instagram and then I noticed that you could... Um, I don't believe you noticed. No, I noticed. <laughs> I think I pointed it out. No, no, no. Well. No, I totally noticed and showed it to you. And then it was, it was noticed that um, his, his dick was out. And then I messaged him and said, yeah, I can see your dick. Basically. <laughs> oh. So I will vet the photos a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Poor friends exposed publicly. But yeah, I think, is, is that it? Are we? I think, can you think of anything else we're going to go no. through or over? Um, we, we are going to keep going and try and keep in a, a bit of a structure. I think we're going to look for maybe once every two weeks. Yeah. June 4, because I think, I think we need to get a structure. I mean, if anyone out there is listening and you, and you want to hear more or less... You give an idea of what you like listening to, what you want to want you want to hear. So, Stephen, how can people get in touch with you? So, me personally, you can get me on Instagram at just a hometown boy, all one word, no underscores. And Mark yourself uh, on Instagram, you can get me at Sparky Cub, uh, which is the same on most things on the internet, yep. or Sparky underscore Cub if it will let me put the underscore in it. Yes, and you can contact both of us on podcast Bear with Me on Instagram. Or podcastbearwithme at gmail.com. If you are emailing us, it will just be me that will reply to it. Um, if you are on Instagram and you're messaging us, it could be one one of us. But we will let you know who you're talking to. 
Yay, because Stephen explained to me how we use Messenger on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> and how to change in and out of our um, Instagram page, which I didn't know how to do. Um, so, yay, me. Uh, and I, I do want to publicly say that, Paul, you are not allowed to message us on the Instagram page because it's not happening. Because <laughs> you two are mean and will bully me. Bullying such a subjective word. Yes, it is, and it's subjective to the person that feels bullied. Yes, but you feel bullied all the time. No, just by you and Paul. <laughs> but Paul seems lovely. Paul is lovely, but not when you two were chatting together and bullying me, and basically telling me you wanted to attack me with metal objects from the kitchen. No, 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 no. I believe Paul wanted to punish you for your failure to lose two podcasts, which, quote, you deleted. <laughs> that was a misquote, but... I didn't delete them. They just, I don't know. I genuinely don't know what happened to them. If anyone would like to listen to the beginning of the podcast, he definitely said he deleted them. Yes, that will be getting removed. <laughs> I will keep that in. Um, but um, no, that's, I think that's just done. Well, good evening, people. Thank you for listening. I've been Mark. And I'm Stephen. And again, contact us on podcastsetbearwithme.gmail.com and Instagram. And if you listen to this, please subscribe. If you're on iTunes, please give us a review. Five stars would be great. Follow us on Instagram. The more followers, the more content we can put on. All of that.